You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. There we go. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Tales from the Bar Side. It must be a Monday night. All of our friends, all of our colleagues, all of our raconteurs and roustabouts. It's the weekend. <laughs> it is the weekend. Well, the bartender weekend. It's a bartender weekend on Monday. Uh, welcome. I'm your host, Remy. This is my co-host, Lauren. Hi. Lovely Lauren. She's got her lovely friend, Ava, with us. This Say hi, Ava. Ava. <laughs> That's so Good stuff. Um, so what are you, what are you drinking, uh, first and foremost? A little bit of beer. What kind of beer? We got a Tasty Crisp IPA on tap tonight. Aw, shit. And yourself? What are you sipping on there, ladies? I've got some Merlot. She's got margarita. A canister. I have a canister of margarita. <laughs> um, I am not playing games today. I'm with it. She's I celebrating like it. getting a new job. I am so. celebrating. Hooray, right, congrats. You got a new job. I have cut loose from bar sides. You're done. <laughs> After 25 years, I'm throwing the talon. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. You're cool. I'm out. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations on the new job, Ava. You seem like an awesome personality that anybody would love to come to your bar. So we're gonna miss you. And I say that on behalf of bartenders everywhere. We're gonna miss everywhere. you. So you're like, always welcome to come back. <laughs> on behalf of all the bartenders in the world, you know how it goes. We leave, but we always come back. Always. Oh, we um, you can never really exactly. get out of bartending. It, it's like yeah. being a smoker. Wanna, nobody, nobody quits. Go. They just take breaks. Or on like a competition, maybe. Because um, I've done some competitions. I'm really heavy into mixology and like high end liquors and wine. I actually want to do a sommelier just for shits and giggles. Um, so I still, I still have my passions. Do not ever get that twisted. Um, <laughs> But I'm going to go pursue a job at a veterinary hospital as a veterinary assistant. And I love animals. I study medicine. I'm going to school for nursing. Um, So, yeah, you know, I need a little bit less chaos so I can focus on my nursing. And that was the way for me to do that. But with that, let's get into some bar stories. Yeah. I love the way you're thinking. I love the way you're pursuing your dreams, too. It's like, you know, you don't have to do this forever. You can do it for 25, 30 years and then get out of it. It's fine. It's okay. You know, that's whatever your path is in life. It's your path, not anybody else's. So to the people who are like, oh, it's a good college job, but I wouldn't do it for a career. Like, whatever. Maybe it's not for you, but for somebody else, it's perfect. Right. And then for somebody who does it forever and ever and ever, and then is finally like, oh my God, I found my calling. Here it is. Thanks for the ride and the memories and stories, but I'm going to peace out now. That's, you know, that's what, what's great about this job. You can always come back to it. You can always leave it. Nobody's going to shoot you in the face for it. You know, (laughs) hopefully. Well, I think also with the COVID and all of this going on, it's kind of an easy exit for me. So currently I am employed by Peas and Carrots. I work at Social in Birmingham. Um, I'm quitting. They don't know that yet. (laughs) They do now. Surprise! (laughs) 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 Um, the The social team, like, Honestly, in 25 years of like bartending and serving, I have never seen a staff that just, we have too much fun together. Like it's, we're such a family. 
Um, Peas and Carrots has been a really great company to work for and end my career on. Um, and I might keep my availability open, like, a little bit here and there. Just a scooch. You never know. I, I like money, you know? Exactly. Money is what it really comes down to. It's yeah. cash. It's money and cash. It's cash right. I walk out with like 150. Have a good night. I work work a day, pay a bill. You know, it's like, hey, okay. um, do I want to do it? Fucking buy that sweet Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a 10 four. It sounds like you had some amazing times at Peace and Cares. It sounds like you had some amazing coworkers too. That's, you yeah. know, everything's opening. And that, like, I know Lauren and I talked and, like, we're kind of freaked out. Yeah. I'm like, it's rabbit out. season. It's duck season. It's COVID season. It's protest you season. Know, it's, you know, um, has like, actually yeah. changed their logo from Relentless Hospitality. Now it's Relentless Safety and Relentless Hospitality. Of course. You know, because in these uncertain times. <laughs> so in the, in the, uh, we have this lady that works for us um, and we're not corporate, but she's kind of like corporate. She has that mentality. Her name is Susan yeah. Mueller. Um, and anybody that's watching that might work for any of the peas and carrots restaurants very familiar with that name. Um, but she <laughs> went, I guess there was a staff meeting that I did not attend. Um, but it was an hour and a half of her rant, rambling about uh, safety precautions. So I guess we're doing like touchless service. So we yeah. have to wear gloves. We have to wear a mask. But everybody who's eating and stuff isn't wearing a mask or gloves. Right. And somehow socials allowed to be at 78% okay. instead of 50. Hey, I wonder what the what the stipulations are for that like so, how many people can be inside of a place depending on like where it's located or what kind We're of in uncharted are. waters, you know, pirates yeah. like so everybody grab an oar and let's paddle to the shore. Right. There's a little secret. So like I have a I have a text message. And this is all of us. This is everybody on the fucking social, all of us. All of the servers, all of the bartenders are on, all the barbacks are all on this. Mm-hmm. Right. This shit goes off. I wake up to like 25 messages every goddamn day from <laughs> uh, They don't even start messaging until like midnight. Meanwhile, I gotta be up and go to work. Oh, I hate that. So it's cool. Um, I thought the only people who use group messages were like your old aunts and uncles. Like, isn't I that a rule? This group message. The last to be a to say that, use group. they were doing like we did group Facebook, like Facebook groups instead. Yeah. And I think we we used hot schedules for like our for our scheduling app, and I loved that because I could yeah. release a release a shift and somebody could pick it up and then a manager yep. sees it immediately and can like accept it or not. Exactly. It's got to be streamlined because like if everybody is just replying to messages back and forth and back and forth and everybody gets a notification every talking time. talking about their socks. It's they're annoying. bitching about their balls wearing jeans while they're running from yeah. the to the upstairs. Like, bro, nobody cares. And yeah. uh, Canadian tuxedos was send that, send that in a personal message. You don't have to like send that to a group. Right. Exactly. And then you have the people that are like, loved this message. And, like, yeah. There's like five of those. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't care. My phone's going off. Stop it. <laughs> I know. I feel like there should be like a time frame that you're allowed to text. 
about work-related things. And if it's and not work-related, it goes to a completely different folder. The, the problem is you can't opt out of it because then you're not getting the messages. You know, yeah. you're just like, exactly. I need to know some stuff, but not all this stuff. Uh, I will singularly go through and block every phone number off this list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk to you For anymore. Real. I'm not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop messaging me. Uh, I, I am concerned about like things opening up and everything. I had a couple people ask me if I like was going to like go work in another place since my bar is not opening. What? Right. Yeah, my bar is not, bar not opening. opening. So um, from what I understand, he just wants to like feel it out first, see what's going on before we actually open. Yeah. Um, also, a lot of people are on unemployment and everything, so he's trying to like let them get some like recoup of like the money that they've lost and everything like yeah. that. So that's awesome. But I I don't know like what it's going to be like when we do open, considering that's a nightclub setting. So it's like anybody that comes in a group can be in a group, but everyone else has to stay away from each other. And it's like, how do you keep people from doing that at right. a nightclub? Yeah, exactly. It's like, how do you tell people don't dance with other people or like everyone has to dance in front of the Go ahead. I'm the hot girl over there. Right. Right. You're not allowed to go talk to her, bro. The COVID you're not allowed to talk to her. Sorry. Right. And it's like, you know what she was saying with like the touchless, um, you know, serving or whatever. It's like, how is it supposed to be touchless? Do you have to change your gloves every time that you like bring anything out to someone or like, I mean, honestly, all service should be like, Toss you it have after. a tray to them. This oh, is what's in the video. So if you have a drink on a tray, I go like this and I give you and you take your drink off my tray. Okay. That, food, that, sounds, that sounds splendid, Ava, but let that me just let me just throw out a hypothetical situation for you. I have 10 drinks on my tray and I hold it out. And the first person to try and grab their drink knocks them all over. And then I got to remake all the drinks. Pain in the right. ass. The whole thing about this is it's going to be a giant pain in the ass, no matter what the solution is. It's going to yeah. be a giant pain in the ass. So, and then you're going to have Karen that's like, excuse me, I have been waiting 25 minutes for my Caesar side salad. <laughs> Two minutes. Um, like, okay, thanks, Karen. Um, do minutes. you understand, Karen, that I have to sanitize? I have to change my gloves. I have to make sure the chefs are touching your chin. And then, care. Care. But when I'm leaning over to hand this tray to you, I have to lean closer to you. Right. Which, you know, people within are, the six feet. I mean, obviously, so, she can, like so she can see your cleavage. Like, that's the whole <laughs> point of that. You want that 20%, don't you? Not really, because I have to wear a denim shirt that buttons all the what? way up. You don't have it buttoned. You don't have it buttoned below <laughs> your bra line running upstairs yeah. outside of the Viet and in the dining room. Well, you're also doing like somewhat fine dining, not fine dining. It is not like, fine dining. We serve like, burgers. <laughs> I know, but it's like, it gives like the impression of like it being like a nicer Hot couture. Yeah, we used to wear yeah. flannels and jeans. Now we have to wear black. You know how fucking obnoxious it was? Last summer, I was running around the Viet in 90 degree weather in a flannel shirt. <laughs> That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, no, fuck that. But I love black. I like I'm a fan of black because it's slimming. I always wear black, you know. Like how long have you worked in the industry? That's why you it just, really yeah, like black. cuts down the, you know, makes you look fit and trim, even when you got a dad bod like me. Like <laughs> I can't complain. <laughs> I like I like the all black look. It's cool. Plus, it just shows you like, you know, a little piece of my soul going, I hate you. 
I hate you all. <laughs> I love you. I'm pretending to love you. I, or I love you, but I hate you. Really. <laughs> That's another conversation. Like, working in the service industry, you're such a people person, and you're so friendly, and you're so bubbly and outgoing. Yep. And, like, some people are kind of like, you meet people that aren't service industry people, and they're like, what? kind of terrified what? of you because you're all, like, in their face, like, hey, da-da-da-da-da, and I'm a million miles a minute. Um, and you can see, and they, they step back, and they're slightly freaked out, like, wow, you're a lot <laughs> and then there's the people that like you're killing them with kindness and you're being super nice and they're going to nitpick every single little thing and just be a total Karen to you. And you're like, there's oh my God, special I'm place in to hell. do my job. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, leave me alone. Very special place in hell. Oh uh, yeah. There's a special place in hell for people who are obnoxiously rude to servers for no reason. Like an extra ring really close to the hot center. <laughs> There's, that's another thing is those people, you know, we're working at limited capacity. Those people are going to be coming in there. And if you're going to plan on camping or not yeah. taking every bit of 20%, yeah, like we don't have time for that. Yeah, I know. Now you're fucking with my money because you want to sit here for three hours and leave me $13 on an $80 check or something. I am $10 on 80 Like, no. I am happy to see that they're like expanding people's patios. Outside, um, especially the places that didn't have patios before. Right. So, you know, like it is going to open it up for them to be able to have a little bit of extra cash flow coming in. You know, they're making good money doing that. But it's like if you're walking out to a patio and you have to go back inside to get your food or you have to get back inside to get the, the drinks and everything for people and you have people right. asking for more of this and more of that. That's a lot for you to handle. And people don't even realize that. They're just like, fuck that. I want my shit right now. And it's like, that's when you show them, you're like, yo, it's not duck season. It's rabbit season. I'm hopping around like a bunny. You need to pay (laughs) me. We need that money. We've been out of work for three months. If you're going out to the bars and you're asking for a million things, you better make it rain. (laughs) I did drive by a couple of bars today. I expected them to be slammed and they were not. Yeah. So, hey, There's good for you people so that are staying at home. I totally understand. I also stayed home today, but the people that are going out and everything, like, good for you too. I'm happy that yeah, there's exactly. people in working, they're making money. That's awesome. For me We're personally, not- I'm just kind of like, I think I'm going to wait it out, see what happens. So, social so, put like the entire server's schedule staff on for tonight. Everyone. Like, literally, it's like, all hands on deck, everybody needs... This is the message for us. Oh, of all course. All hands on deck, everybody needs to give me completely open availability. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I have two yeah. pandemic jobs. I can't help you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, my God. I've worked for places like that, too. They're like, so we got nothing for you for, like, three months. And then all of a sudden, they're like, okay, guys, like, you need to be available 60 hours a week. We're going to get slammed. We're going to be crazy. I and was begging like, for a third not. day at this job for, like, the, since September. Right. I was only part-time, and all I wanted yeah. was three days. Three. But I couldn't get that third day, and now they're like, oh, we need availability. Um, and also, one of the things I feel really bad for <laughs> is, like, I know some of those people were on unemployment, and they want their unemployment, so they're asking to come back underemployed. Right, of course. Underemployed. Yeah. And the manager, the owner, was like, no. Um, Also, if you um, tell us that you're not coming back full-time and you were a full-time worker, we will report that to the unemployment office. I'm sorry. That is a huge, huge dick move. 
Yeah. Of course. Because you don't have to. Because if they wanted to, they could underemploy everybody, let everybody collect their little bit of extra money and be cool. And everybody would be happy. The customers would be happy. The business would thrive. Yeah. That's not cool to do. Well, with everyone being 50% minus social but it's like yeah. that, we got a loan apparently there's like a PCA yep. or something yeah most of them did most most um and restaurants like, that according are to like one of the server texts and i don't know how true it is um but according to one of the texts i saw in our server feed um was that like the restaurants have to hold on you guys talk let me see if i can find it <laughs> well here's up. what i want to say here's what i want to say to you ava like I, I'm pretty sure that you just like dumped gasoline all over the bridge and lit the fire and threw the match <laughs> behind your back. You're like, I am not coming back ever, 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 because you're putting everybody on blast. And I respect that. That's totally cool. Like you're yeah, being honest. Totally honest. They're you're, fine. Totally honest. They're you're definitely putting them on blast. Though. You're definitely putting them on blast. I'm just saying that. Um, but hey, I never worked there. I don't know. That's cool. It's it's good. It's all. Cool. I mean, how many people are really watching those that work there? Um, thousands. Uh, there's don't a lot of people watching, like, right? Well, yeah. there's not a lot of people watching, but there's people watching that are all in the service industry. That's fine. But no. you know what? We all talk about it behind everyone's back. Exactly. Anyway. We talk about the shit that our our employers do, and, and I like also that. said that they were really great that they found. <laughs> She's trying to say how now. great they were, and then the backpedaling starts. Listen, you cannot sweep <laughs> up the ashes of your place. burnt bridge. Okay, that bridge is already burnt. <laughs> Whatever, I'm burning bridges, as I said. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> This is nothing that like servers and bartenders don't go to the bar after every single shift and say, you know, to their coworkers. This, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've quit my job to my friends at the bar after a shift and then gone in the next day like nothing ever happened. Like, hey, what's going on, guys? Like, last oh, I know plenty of people who have been fired or like straight up quit <laughs> and then they're just like back no, at in the next day they're like hey what's up like, yeah, like no i didn't i, I don't remember saying that so it doesn't count i was drunk i drank a fucking service delivery the g the gm's like you told me to go fuck myself in the ass with seven fists <laughs> i need to go fuck themselves i said this Susan Mueller talked for an hour and a half about sanitation i know but we're saying that like people will, will like and be like, yo, fuck you. Like, I never want to come to this place again. And the next day they show up for their shift and, like, the managers will totally let them clock in and continue working. And then you expect them to be like, oh, I respect my manager. Like, no, (laughs) nobody respects you. You let me just piss all over you. Yep. And as far as me throwing the owner under the bridge, he sent that in a company-wide email. So So there you go. Those max social promos and Gus's all know this. He might as well have taken out a front page in the New York Times. You know, that's yeah, right. the way I I'm see not it. Ava, I'm, with you. I'm always on the worker side, though. All right, all right. <laughs> Power to the people. Ready? Here, I found the text. Um, I would imagine they got a PPE loan or PPP loan, so they don't need a couple things or less of it will be forgiven. One, they need to maintain or surpass their full-time employee headcount which would make sense as to why they want us all back full time. Sure. Um, two, they need to prevent anyone from earning more than 25% less than they were earning before the shutdown. Right. If they have less full-time employees and, and or people making more than 25% less than they were before less of the loan 
their loan will be forgiven. Right. It would it okay. would have been I mean, nice if they were straightforward rather than lying to us about keeping us underemployed, but I'm not surprised. It's it, it just makes sense from a business standpoint. I see I see the owner's point of view on this for sure. It's like they want to follow the rules and to the letter of the law so that they don't get fucked on their loan. Totally makes sense to me. Like I get it. But like if you can take care of your employees too, do it. Come on. They're taking care I mean, of you. I mean, telling take everybody that you have to go back full time, like it's you do or you don't. And if you don't, I'm going to fuck you is like well. Here's my thing. Like, I didn't collect a dime of unemployment this whole time. I did not get a $1,200 stimulus check. I don't get any of that shit. I had to go. How did get, you not get a stimulus check? I did not get a stimulus check because I do what not did get you stimulus do? checks. Oh. I'm off the grid, baby. Off I'm the off grid. the grid. Oh. They don't know about me. See, I got laid off of three jobs and denied unemployment. So I did oh. not collect unemployment throughout this whole fucking pandemic either. Yep. I got two unemployment pandemic jobs. Because that's what we people do. I hustled. I used my contacts and I hustled and I I had other jobs that I used to work and lined up. And so I just went and worked and thank God that I was able to. Like, I'm super, super thankful that I was able to earn some money during this whole crisis because I would have been screwed if I was relying on the government. I'm actually Thank God like, I wasn't relying on And you too. I know that you had your thing. Well, I did have an issue. I, I figured it out finally and everything, so we're all good. But the, the thing is that, like, the guy that I work with, Mark, he is fucking amazing. He literally, like, reached out to me individually to, like, make sure that I was good. He was like, hey, just so you know, I got the paperwork for unemployment. I sent it back. He was, like, making sure that I was aware of everything he was doing. And, like, honestly... It's been a great experience working there. And I really did not expect to, you know, have somebody like kind of look out for me like that. I haven't had that in a while. No, he's amazing. And, and he question, really is. question sure. for you. Did you feel like that, you know, this was the third casting couch and you finally like hit pay dirt? <laughs> you know what? It was like when I did unemployment, I was denied three times and I was yeah. like, that's it. Did like, you get the I, PUA one? Yeah, I got the PUA okay. finally. So I was denied three times because it said that I didn't make enough money, which is weird because I did, which means it actually brings me to another question about something that we were talking about. But um, it was saying that I didn't make enough money. So part of the thing that I wanted to know about with what she was reading, where it said that they had to make no less than like, or they couldn't make less than 25% of what they made before. Right. What happens when a place that you work at is underreporting how much you make? Right. And when you sit there and somebody says, oh, you can make 25%, then it's like, oh, you said I made $300 a month, where in reality I was making, you know, $3,000 a month. month. Yeah. And so now you're saying that it's okay to just pay me 75 bucks. And it's like, that's not okay. Here's what it comes down to, ladies. Here's what it comes down to for me. I much prefer working at a bar or restaurant that has you claim all of your tips. I'd rather claim all my tips. Like, let's just be honest with it. Let me claim it. Let me claim it all. And I don't expect a paycheck. Okay, but I've worked at places where I claim all of my tips, but then when they report them, they report them incorrectly. See, my point, my point is like where it's, I punch in the numbers. Let me tell you how much I'm making. That gets reported to the IRS. The IRS knows how much money I'm making. Okay. That's right. That, I'm totally fine with that. Let me be a bartender. Let me make my good money and I'll tell you what I'm making and stuff like that. That sure. way, when shit like this comes up, you can go, 
No, listen, I'm making this much. Also, when you want to like take out a loan to buy a house, you can go, this is how much I'm making per week, per month, per year, blah, blah, blah. It's just right. better in the long run for all of that. You can't have your cake and eat it too, bartenders and servers. Like if you want to work a job where you get paid shitty wages, but like really good tips, you have to report those. So, right. you know, that's just the way the world works. And Well, that's the thing is that I worked at a place where I record all of my tips. I report yeah. it into into the actual computer and then I would and get my still check and look at it and be like, okay, so you saw what I've reported and then you took half of that and actually reported it or ah. sometimes even less. Oh. And it, it ends up fucking you over like in the it long does. run, like you might be getting money like you know, uh, you actually might get a paycheck for $20 instead of a void check or four cents or something like that. But in the long run, it's really not helping you because you're not paying as much into like your unemployment and unemployment insurance. If you even are paying into that, um, as well as like what you get back from the, from your taxes at the end of the year. Yeah. Like when I started bartending, seriously, I didn't get taxes back at the end of the year. Right. I didn't make enough money. Well, and and that's the other problem is that if you're working at a place that's doing high volume and they're making good money, they need to pay you seven fifty eight dollars an hour, so that every week your taxes get taken out of your check, but you also get like ten or twelve bucks just to let you know that your taxes are being covered. Because right. if you work at a place where they pay you two fifty three bucks an hour and you're making shit tons of tips and they report it all then your taxes eat it all up and then you end up owing at the end of the year. That's not cool either. Like, bro, I'm not working. I'm convinced that they over-report our tips. So like, I'm on the opposite end of yours. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm there too. Social over-reports our tips. I'll be right back. Um, Because as I said, I was only working like two shifts a week. But somehow, oh, I made $3,000 on this three shifts? What? $1,500 a day? I average one fifty dollars a shift there. I'm working two shifts a week. I've also worked at places where like, no matter what you made, they claim that you made a hundred dollars. So it's like, if I worked all day long and I only made 50 bucks cause we were slow, they still said I made a hundred dollars. However, yeah, if I worked and I made $400, they said I made a hundred dollars. So it's honestly, like, it's, it's kind of a touchy subject in our line of work, but I honestly believe in my heart that like the service industry would be a lot better off if it was unionized. It would honestly like start working out better. It would take a lot of grinding and hard work and tears and people going, this isn't fair and fuck this and blah, blah, blah. But if it was a union like the auto workers union, you could do it right. You could do it fair. And it would honestly be better for everybody. You would have health benefits. You'd have insurance. You'd have 401k. You would get paid a fair wage. You'd still make your tips. You'd be able to save up for a house. You'd be able to do all kinds of stuff that you can't do now in the service industry. I can never buy a house. I can never buy a volatile income. They need to be unionized because it's, it's one of those areas where like everybody just does kind of, everybody just kind of does whatever they want. Like, Oh, we'll do it this way. Oh, we'll do it that way. It's like, no, a union will organize it all and put it into like, this is how everybody does it. What about the ROC? I mean, there's, again, yeah, but you're going to have people kicking and screaming and fighting the whole way. That's not the point. The point is that like the system is fucked. It needs to be reworked. The best way, the easiest way in my mind is to unionize. They need to either pay a steady $8 an hour on top of your tips. Well, again, if you had a union, that would happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's the thing is I completely agree with that. I, I would totally join a union if that was too. the case. Yep. Um, I have no problem with that. But like, how would they go about with like, would they have a say in whether or not people keep their own tips or if it would be like you are splitting with everyone or. So, uh, so let me tell you, let me go out in the backyard, j- dig up the bones of Jimmy Hoffa and I'll ask him what he thinks about it. You know, <laughs> fuck, if I could be a union leader, I would. I think it would be a good gig. And I think, you know, I'm a pretty fair and equitable guy. I wouldn't be ripping anybody off. I, I, I could probably do good at that. Do I want to undertake that? Is that my passion in life? I don't know. Maybe. Fuck. <laughs> Who wants to join a union? Go to our webpage or our Facebook page and fucking raise your hand. <laughs> what worked for me with all of that was I always had an hourly day job. Um, yeah. And so I was off work by noon. and I'd go home, take a nap, and then I'd go to my night job, right? Yep. So I, got, I got, like, this $800 paycheck, and yep. then I got my cash checks, you know? I was yep. like, weekend, whatever. Cool. And, that and also, your taxes are tax taken returns. care of. Your money. taxes are taken care of because the day job pays for the fucking night job's taxes. You don't have to worry about taxes and shit like that. That's the best of both worlds, sure. honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you like with social, for example, I would pick up hostessing checks. They were down on hostess. It's $12 an hour. I'll take that. Okay. But then I'd be like, you're in the rears. So I just yep. worked the shift for free because yep. my server wages just ate up all of my money that I worked yep. on this hostessing shift. So now yeah. here's the problem with this <laughs> pandemic. Now yep. we have a sanitation rule, which sure. all the servers get one shift, one sanitation shift a week. Well, on that one Saturday night, you're stuck making $12, but you're in the rears. So yep. there's your, you're working for nothing on a goddamn Saturday night. Ava, honey, you're preaching to the choir. COVID has decimated our industry. It has completely wiped out our industry and we have to rebuild it brick by brick and figure out the rules as we go along. It's insanity. It really is. That's why we're talking about it tonight. It is insanity. All we can tell our customers is like, we miss you. Thank you for coming back. Please throw $100 bills at us when you see us next. Like, that's $100. Tell me that you saved some of it, please. All that unemployment money you got, you got. I know you got some letters. Got to be something. You know, it's... Just please, please, please. And I, I'm sure, like, I don't know who's watching the show. Um, but like, if you're going out, just know that your servers are struggling. Know that they're yeah. hot. Know that the masks and the gloves and the aprons is not helping anything. And know right. that, you know, your food's going to take a little bit longer because there's different steps for sanitation. And just make sure you're tipping accordingly for these servers that are out there risking themselves. Well, yeah. and also just know that if you're a douchey guy who came in to see that hot girl, uh, you can't see her mouth. So you can't tell her to smile. But if you were going to tell her to smile, go fuck yourself anyways, all right? Nobody wants to hear that shit. (laughs) Even if I'm not wearing a mask, don't tell me to smile. Right. Even if you're tipping me 40%, don't tell me to fucking smile, right? Half the time, I'm just, like, focused on what I'm doing. And it's, like, I'm not usually the time that I'm not smiling because, you know, I'm, like, pretty bubbly in general. But it's, like, the second that I'm, like, in the middle of, like, you know, six deep at the bar and I'm trying like run and, and get shit done i'm not going up to every person hi what can I get for you? i'm hey, like cutie. what do you need yeah okay, cool and if you don't <laughs> tell me what you need i go next okay next yeah exactly <laughs> like 
Oh, so I was here. I don't give a fuck. I have very limited time. The worst was when I worked at Grasshopper. Those little girls, they would come up to the upstairs and be like, well, um, uh, uh, do, do you have, um, how much is, no, honey, what do you yeah. want? Tell me how much you want. Probably Omikaze bartending on the top floor got started. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You like fruity? Great. Vodka? Cool. Give me a minute. I'll be back. And I would come back with something. And I would give those to them. Right. Yep. <laughs> Quick. And then it became a thing. And then they'd be like, Ava, Ava, make me something. I want cherry vodka. I'd be like, done. And lo and behold, that's how it happened. It was fun, though. That is how it happens. Listen, just remember, guys, the reason that the hot bartender is flirting with you is because you are a customer and she wants your money. If she wanted to take you home and bang you, she would let you know. All right? So don't even fucking bother asking her. Because if she wanted you, she would tell you and bring you home with her. I'm just saying, she's being nice to you because you're a customer. I do that though. Like I, I really, just, we all do. I, I really just enjoy people. I do as well, I and I'm nice to female customers. Too. I've met some seriously cool people. I go home with more girls' phone numbers at the end of the night than any dude in that bar. <laughs> just saying. You need to come. Hey, we need to open up a bar and have you come work at it, and you can exactly. get all the girls' numbers for me. Get <laughs> all the numbers. You're like, hey, that's the owner, Remy. What do you think of him? Let me know. You can come fucking party up at my bar. Exactly. And we'll be like, it's rabbit season. (laughs) (laughs) Rabbit season. (laughs) I guess my dog's coming up here now. It's bartender season. The puppy (laughs) is in here. All right. Here's what's going to happen. Remy needs to go get a beer. I know this is like unprecedented. But wait, wait, Remy. No, 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 no. You need to yeah. stop. Oh, I, mean, you need no. to tell me, I know you're drinking IPA, but what are you drinking? Tell me I don't need a beer. Uh, no, an IPA. I want to know what you're drinking. An IPA. What IPA? Is it Bells? Is it Unity? Is it it's kind of a it? It's kind of a dirty word in Detroit these days. Oh, my like, God. Oh, no. Oh. Not very I know. And, you know, they did something awful like six months ago. I know. Like, nobody drinks Founders anymore because of the awful thing that they did. There was, like, systemic racism all through their corporation. And I was like, dude, I don't want to support that that company. But honestly... Did they release KBS? It was really a good deal on a 15-pack of some tasty beer. And I was just like, you know what? Sorry, social justice. I gotta get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you just got to get drunk cheap, right? All right. So you two are going to come up with a really funny story and I'm going to be back in like 30 seconds. Good? Okay. Yes. Ava, tell us a funny story about your bartending experience. Funny story. Anything, anything ever happened to you that was like, I can't, like you got home and you were like, I cannot believe that happened. Like, I cannot um, believe it. So once upon a time, I used to work in a bar in Hamtramck. Okay. It was called Capo Lounge. Capo Lounge was closed down. I worked there for two years. I was the head bartender there. Um, Capo Lounge was closed down because they were running guns out of the basement. I mean, like, police, oh. a police chief lost his job. <laughs> like, it was a whole fucking thing. Yeah. I had no, I had no idea. None. Uh, we were Albanian owns, and uh, my boss was the coolest motherfucker <laughs> ever. Albanians are crazy. Don't ever let anybody oh tell you anything differently. What? Oh, I have lots of crazy Albanian friends, and I love them. Oh, oh my oh. god! <laughs> it was in here. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe we don't want to tell this story. Uh, okay, there were so many crazy things. That was probably the craziest bar I ever worked at. Um, there was uh, one night we had like this uh, rap party, whatever, and everybody was dancing, and this guy started dancing on this girl, but it was this other dude's girl, and they oh. got to fighting, and then guns got taken out, and then my boss runs up behind me. Mind you, I just got out of the hospital for my brain injury. I was in a really bad car accident. I was in the hospital for like six months. Um, I, I, was the car accident first... your fault? No, I was a passenger <laughs> in a vehicle that flipped four times. Oh, um, snowy weather, no other cars. Sorry, on a serious note, but like it was scary because I almost died. Um, but so, mind you, this is my first day like back to work after all of this horrific shit. Ha- I mean, I was paralyzed. I was in a coma. I was on a ventilator. All of it. Um, I just go back to work. I think it was like maybe my second or third maybe first weekend i don't remember so these two dudes get to fighting these girls all start fighting and then guns get pulled out and then my boss comes running up on me shoves me down by my head goes get down and takes his gun out and just stands there like this What? did you feel safe from there yeah um yeah part of it. It's I think we need to rewind the tape like at least 45 seconds and just put allegedly in front of this all. Yeah, allegedly. allegedly. I'm no lawyer, but I've seen Better Call Saul and we should probably say allegedly just to make sure. Like, um, but yeah, it was it was a, that's, really a very fun Every time. time. That's insane. I, I've never had anything like that happen, but um, I did have at a bar I worked at once. I think, I don't know the stipul- or the idea of exactly what happened because I was bartending, but all I know is that I saw people being pushed up the stairs. We were in a basement. They were being pushed up the stairs for something that a guy did and his girlfriend pulled out pepper spray and pepper sprayed like oh. down into the basement. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was like the worst experience oh, ever. Yeah. Like we're all like coughing, trying to like get the fuck out of there. It was so bad. Or what about the time that uh Grasshopper took over um what is that, three fifty terrace? Oh, three fifty terrace. And we got raided? No, it wasn't three fifty. What it is was, that? Um, uh uh, yeah, Anna. Annex, yeah. We got raided. It was during movement weekend. They were raiding everyone. So, like, you know, they oh, come yeah. in and it's I like four in the morning. And, yeah. This bitch yep. just literally, like, I jumped, I jumped the bar. jumped the bar and took off. And I was on probation. Suddenly showed up. That's honestly. Showed up four hours later, like, hey, can I get my money? Honestly, though, Ava, that's seriously, <laughs> that is the best move you can do. Because, okay, you guys are new school. You guys are talking what? about 350 Terrace. You guys are talking about the Annex. You guys are talking about all these new places. I was at a raid at the Red Door. So that we're talking like 90s, early 90s. I know this. Old school. I'm you know 40, the Red Door. I know all these places. Everybody knows the Red Door, right? And so I'm in there. There's like happy gas balloons and coolers of beer and a DJ and all these rooms and whatever. And all of a sudden, a bunch of guys with fucking masks and M16s come running in with bulletproof vests and Detroit police badges and everybody gets a fucking ticket for trespassing and it's all just a money grab. It's all a bunch of bullshit. But the people who got away were 
when the raid starts, you run. You get the fuck out of there as soon as you can. And if they don't catch you, you don't get a ticket. Everybody they can round up, they're going to give a ticket to. But if you get away, you're fucking cool. So smart move, Ava. I'm with you I on that one. I learned my lesson. <laughs> So uh, my best friend Becky and I, we went to a party that was, I think it was called Shazam. Shazam! Yes. There it was, was a party called It was uh, Night Sneak ran this party. And they did it out of uh, Burt's Warehouse. Yeah, and yeah. So we get there. That wasn't that long ago. Uh, well, this was probably, I mean, it was when I was still working at Necto. So it was, it was kind of a lot. It was like right when they first started doing Shazam. So. Um, it fell, it, Shazam always fell like the week of, or the week after my birthday. And this yeah. one, it happened to fall on my birthday. Right on. So I know a couple people that, uh, ran night sneak and stuff. So they helped me out with some tickets. Uh, me and my friend Becky, we were working together at the time at Necto and we both got it off. So we went out for my birthday. We were like, let's go out and have a great time. We Whoop. get there and like. I don't know exactly what happened, but I know that we were dancing together. She walks over with this giant glass of tequila and she was like, you do have, I do have. So we're pouring them into these glasses and we're just like shooting these back. We're like fucking wasted. We're like, yeah. And as soon as we like, literally we were like pulling the drink down and it's like, everyone moved to the side of the And her and I just look at each other like, wait, what? (laughs) And so they were like, everyone who's 21, go to this side. Everyone who's under 21, go to that side. So we went to the side, obviously that we were 21. They, they basically just like checked our idea ID. And then we were allowed to leave. Oh, you didn't get a ticket. We didn't get tickets. No, (sighs) no, it wasn't even two in the morning. It was literally like maybe 1230. It was underagers. Yeah. So like if you had your ID, you were over 21, you were allowed to leave. No problem. So her and I like left there, but we were like, what just happened? We took a night off work. It's not even one o'clock in the morning. Like we can literally go anywhere right now. I don't remember exactly what we went. I think we went to like a house party afterwards, but I just remember that like, as we took our shots and then we were like, yeah, we're going to party like cheers. No. Yes. We're going to have such a good time. We're going to get wasted. Take our shots, set it down. Everyone get on the side of the building. Like price okay. is right. Price is right. Sad trombone. Boom, boom, boom. I was like, thank God I didn't pay for my ticket though. Like I would have yeah. been fucking livid if I paid for a fucking ticket. Dude, you want to talk, talk about livid? Go with your friends to the red door at four o'clock in the morning. You're having a good time. You're drinking some beers. All of a sudden there's a cop with a fucking mask on and an M16 in your face. Like, freeze, motherfucker, put your fucking hands on the wall. And you're like, no, nope. I'm not doing that. And they're <laughs> like, they're like, oh, by the way, here's a hundred dollar trespassing ticket. Like, fuck you, dude. I've never been and you have to pay it, otherwise it's much more. Never been ticketed either. Um, I will yeah. say that one of the more funnier raids that I was in. Um, there used to be a warehouse. Uh, I don't remember the venue. There was a bunch of school buses in the back, and they would yes. always walk. Do you know what venue I'm talking about? I know exactly where you're talking about. Always turn the fucking water off and there was a hole in the wall. Fucking warehouse district, yes. And the (laughs) the wall was tarped where the hole was. Well, my girlfriend was running the tank. um, So the party got raided. They grabbed the tank and we crawled in the hole. Yeah, because... 
Crawling at the wall, dragging this fucking tank. I don't even do gas, mind you. But we're dragging this tank. We get out and we had to like army crawl under the school buses. And then we just ran ass down the street. (laughs) The whole time, like, fuck the police. Fuck them. Gotta go. Oh, oh my god, god. that's so funny. <laughs> to the loo, motherfucker. <laughs> to the loo, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure we were at the same rave at one time, Ava. That's, that's oh my god, like it was the worst. Um there was another one. Man. I was on the west side of the state. I was in, like Grand Rapids, you know, so many of them. There used to be so many back in the day, just like what old buildings. Like they would be they were like pop-up concerts. Like you might go to a rave, you might see Prince. You know, you never fucking know. Hey, my <laughs> sister had dead animal heads because that's what happens when they turn the lights on. They had animal heads. We were in like a um, elk lounge or something. I don't know. <laughs> yes. My sister, she went to a rave one time and uh, this was back in the 90s. I mean, she this was like when raves were really a thing. Yep. And like real raves. And she yep. went to one and she, I can't, I don't remember the story. I'll have to have her on one day, like even just for five minutes, just to tell the fucking story because it's hilarious. But she's fucked up. She's like, you know, on ecstasy, whatever. She's having a bad time. So they put her like in a room to like have her <laughs> calm down. And she's like in this room and there's these guys and they're all like videotaping her. And she's no. like, what the fuck? Get the fuck away from me. And then she ends up like being cool with them. And finds out that it was fucking D12. I was like, uh, <laughs> hung out with D12. You're like, have all these like video. They're like videotaping her. And they're like, look at this bitch. She's like, right, fucked up right now. And she's, she's like, like are they going to carve me up <laughs> and sell so my funny. insides? Like, am I going to fucking end up in like a fucking horror movie or something? It's like, no, <laughs> bitch. We're, we're D12. Like, we're cool no, she, <laughs> she said that she ended up like, you know, calming down. and was oh, like, yeah. hey, these guys are really cool. And partying yeah, with right. them. And it was D12. I was like, damn. Only you would like not wow. even know that you're hanging out with D12. I would I think, definitely know if I was hanging out with D12. <laughs> Raise a glass, raise a toast to the gentleman yeah. in D12. Detroit Thank you, loves D12 you. for having a great time with my sister in and not a cool. sexual way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you could have been jerks. Instead, you were fucking awesome guys. Good for you guys. Thanks, D12. <sighs> oh, my. This has been quite a conversation. Quite a roundabout conversation. Yes. Okay, so what about other uh, uh, raves that you've been to? She used to go raves. I went to a lot of raves. Um, Me too. Uh, I was at the the um, I was at the theater when it burned down. And everybody started chanting, "The roof is on fire." The roof is. And on it literally fire. was on fire. The roof. You don't need the roof, no water. The, the roof is on fire. Burn. Yeah, no, I was there. Burn, the motherfucker, burn. Did you guys um, have a I also was in that same venue um, before I ate my leg, like my whole leg. Did you guys your ever entire leg? Did you guys ever go to the bank on Michigan Avenue? I did not. Right in between I downtown. Say that and sounds familiar. The bank, yeah, it was an old bank that. Obviously, they had turned into a an after hours nightclub because it had been abandoned for so long, and it was like a backdoor downstairs kind of thing in the basement of this old bank. But um, yeah, another another place that like probably got raided all the time was a lot of fun before it got raided, and uh, you meet some good people. The place that gets raided all the time. The Packers <laughs> Plant. 
that used to be the thing to do in Detroit. You know, it was like, what after? I mean, it still is. There's still. Okay. So just a really quick story. And I'm so sorry. Cause I just remembered this, but um, I remember like I was maybe freshly 21 and um, a couple of my friends came over to my house and I was like, Hey, I heard about this party. Like somebody called me and told me like an address. And I was like, okay, we're going to like Google it. We're going to go. This is back when like Google Maps was a thing, so I had like the oh, yeah, you had to literally like the map. Yeah, you had to print it you out. You had to call me a phone number, yeah. get the address, <laughs> and then go back home and print out so a map. So I was like, okay, okay we're gonna you, go. You had and like a, a group of us, we all like got inside my car. We drive out there. It was like this fucking like decrepit, like old like house factory theater. I don't know what it was, but it was bigger than a house, but it kind of had like multiple rooms and stuff. So I was like, all right. So we go in, we're like in there listening to these DJs and stuff. And I like walk into this room and this is like after we've been there probably for a little while, you know, like not a big deal. Nothing's a big deal. Um, I like look over and I see some people and it's like BYOB, you know, so we're yeah. like oh, yeah. in our own beers and stuff. And I see all these people like, you know, just acting really weird and like heating up spoons and stuff like that and I was like yeah maybe this isn't the kind of place I want to be at so I like gather my crowd and I'm like time to go and they're like oh okay hold on I want to say goodbye to these people I want to say goodbye to that people and I was just like I'm going to my car and I'm leaving in five minutes if you're not in my car I'm leaving you here so you've got five minutes to wrap it up bring it out to the car right so I go to the car I'm sitting there I'm waiting I'm waiting I'm waiting probably been 10 minutes at this point we're missing like two people and i was like dude i've i've gotta go like i'm feeling not right about it so i was like i gotta go thankfully they both get in the car and i'm like okay let's go oh sweet and we start to drive and as we're driving down the road there's cops from every direction driving towards the car so we we just passed them like they didn't stop us but i looked behind me like in the rear view and every single road leading to that one place had cops draw, like driving down it with their lights on. Oh I was like, oh my God. I knew, I knew that that shit was not time. right. I knew it. I was like, guys, I just saved your life. Like we would have all been totally fucked. You had like, that sixth sense going there. I did. It was ah. like, I looked around and suddenly I had a feeling and I was like, we got to go. Like time to go. And everyone was giving me a hard time. Like we just got here like an hour ago. You were the one that wanted to come to this party. I saw this person there and I really want to see them or this DJ hasn't gone on yet. And I really came for them. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm leaving in five minutes. I'm gone. Meanwhile, if they would have stayed, like this is the kind of party I want to go to. If they would have stayed two more minutes, they would have been spending the night in jail. So thank you, Lauren. Yep. Welcome, guys. I will take those big old thank yous. You can send them over to my. You can send them over to my Facebook Messenger. I'll uh, go ahead and accept those now. Fifteen uh, years later, that's the best. Good for <laughs> you, girl. Sometimes you have that intuition. You have to listen to it. Listen, it was I'm, like one of those situations where, like, I felt fine the entire time, and then right. I saw one person, and, then all of a sudden, and I was like, "Nope, gotta go, gotta yep. go." And that's and where I sure draw the shit, line. It was like, as we're driving out, I see all these cop cars and they have their lights on, no sirens, just lights. They're just going down the street. And I'd like look back and I noticed that they're coming down every single street and they oh, let us go them. right past them. I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> Never coming back. 
Can we talk about that, guys? Honestly, (laughs) so that brings up a really good point. And I've got an awesome karma story to tell you guys right now. So I'm getting on the freeway. And I don't know if you know this, but people on the freeways in Metro Detroit are a little bit impatient. Let's just call them impatient, right? So I get on the freeway the other day and I get up to speed. I'm going 70 miles an hour. I'm going the speed limit. I'm in the slow lane. And there's a guy in a Mustang behind me. And it's not a great Mustang. It's kind of a piece of shit, to be honest. And I know it's a piece of shit because when he gunned it and went around me, it was really fucking loud. Like, right. not cool loud, but like obnoxious loud. Like, so he guns it and he goes past me. Muffler. Again, I'm going 70 miles an hour. I'm doing the speed limit. So sure. he flies around me, guns it. As soon as he does, in my rearview mirror, I see cop lights flash. And he was behind him and saw him do what he did, pulled him over immediately for gunning it past me. And I was like, well, yes. what a good games, win stupid prizes. Yes, yes, yes. What can we say, buddy? <laughs> like, maybe get your muffler fixed and then pay that parking ticket or that exactly. speeding ticket. <laughs> Sometimes karma just bites you right in the ass, you know? Like <laughs> My friend said... <laughs> You know it's a piece of shit because it's a Mustang. Oh, somebody hits <laughs> on Mustangs? Totally cool with me. I don't care. No loyalty. Thanks for the comment, Nick. We love you. We love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, obviously, yeah, it's a piece of shit. Yeah, it was a Mustang. <laughs> uh, also, he also said that your friends can send the thank you to your Venmo. Bail would have been pricey. So that's ah. I will take that. Thank You're you, fucking Nick. A right, man. <laughs> Dude, that's worth 150 bucks at least. Absolutely. Absolutely. I saved it. I literally went around and was like, hey, come with me. Time to go. go If you want to find another ride, go ahead and do that. If you have other people that are here that you know, fine. I will not force people to leave with me. But when I'm ready to go and it's my fucking car, time to go. Rabbit season. I'll just Uber. I don't care. Duck season. Rabbit season. (laughs) There is no Uber. Oh, uh, there are no Ubers. No, That's so true. Yeah. No, there was no Ubers back then. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Try getting a hold of your friends on a Nextel. Yo, bro. It's like walking to the Go where you at? Oh my God. Fucking old school. Virgin Mobile. Virgin Mobile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Hold on, let me pull out my razor. I'm going to text my friends on my razor. I'm going to text you off my chocolate. Super slim. Super <laughs> cool. It's so perfect. Ava, I can't wait to go out and drink with you. Like, if you're not working in the oh bars, my God. we definitely got to go hang out, right? It's so true. I think um, this has been a definite friendship, like, forged in the fires of Tales from the Bireside. I agree. Yeah, I agree. We'll have her back on again. I sure. have seen some things in my years. Honestly, in the service industry, I've worked in so many different types of environments. And oh, so we can tell. Yeah, we know. Things. Yeah. Like, I, I, I peep that about you right away. <laughs> it's um, almost molded me into the person that I am. And, you know, I have a very timid boyfriend who's a psychologist. And we're very different. Um, we're, we complement each other perfectly. And like, sometimes, you know, we talk and he, like one of the conversations we got into yesterday, what is that? Birds. That's, that's me showing love for you and your 
yeah. timid boyfriend. He was in psychology. Like uh, that's a gorgeous thing. You found your soulmate. That's love right there. Yeah, that's sure uh, love. <laughs> but one of the conversations we got into yesterday, you know, is he was like, you know, I went through my entire college career. He's got a master's. And he was like, I didn't really make friends in school. Um Because you weren't actually, a bartender, bro. <laughs> like And that's what I told him. He's like, you know, I'm not really good at talking to people. And I'm like, it's really easy. Like it's like you know how to make friends. friends You make the money, we'll make the friends. You (laughs) make the money, we'll make the friends, and then we'll all get together and party and have a big fucking party. It'll be great. It's like a perfect yin and yang. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well exactly. Oh my god. This has been one this This seriously been one one of the one of the more fun tales from the bar side during a very heady time. That I can think of in recent memories. Ava, a pleasure to meet you, my darling. Oh, Lauren, always a pleasure. Hey, you know I love go you. out to the bars, tip your bartenders. Tip your bartenders, tip your bar staff, tip your people. Months. Also, if you have a story you want to share with us and about your experience working in the service industry or just hanging out with your friends, or we don't give a fuck, just something funny, send it to us at farsightales at gmail.com. We love you. See you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>